coming up in the podcast. After that, I opened my manuscript in Authors AI and Autocrit and I felt overwhelmed. The sheer thought of doing another round of revisions made me want to gouge my eyes out with a spoon. I know, I'm a little overdramatic. Welcome to Amelia's Behind the Scenes Author Diary, an exclusive look at the behind the scenes misadventures of a 30-something mystery author. Discover how close she is to releasing her latest novel, hear exciting details about upcoming writing projects, and discover the lessons she has learned along her writing journey so you don't have to make the same mistakes. You can find the episode show notes and lots more information at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash podcast. Hello writers. Revision is like pulling teeth. Well that's how it feels to me at the moment. I'm so over revising this story but at the same time I feel so insecure about this novella. Long gone is that innocent naive Amelia who was excited to publish her first piece of fiction. Perhaps I know better now or more realistically I'm more cynical. I know what awaits me if I screw up and publish a book with plot holes however minor. In this behind the scenes author diary episode I discuss the highs and lows of my revision process, what prompted me to move into the professional editing phase and my struggles with writer's insecurity. Spoiler alert, I'm riddled with it. And I shared an exciting milestone with La Villain Book Covers. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Just to let you know, this episode was recorded on Tuesday the 12th of October, so this show is primarily me looking back at September. If you're on YouTube, you'll notice that I've gone back to an audio-only version of the podcast. I've had to pull the plug on the video podcast episode because I couldn't do everything and something had to go. Throughout this episode, I'll be referencing tools and services that I've used. If you're interested in reading the transcript or would like links to anything that I've mentioned in the show, then check out the very long blog post or edited transcript at orthopanopodcast.com forward slash bts044. And if you're new to this podcast, I want to say a huge thank you for stopping by and trying out my show. To those of you who've been faithfully listening, thank you for regularly listening in and supporting me. Your support means more to me than you know. In the early hours of Monday the 6th of September, I made a decision about whether I would tie up the minor plot thread that none of my beta readers noticed. This decision prompted me to continue the revisions on the candidate after getting my manuscript back from the paid beta readers in August. That day I made revisions based upon the remaining elements on my revision checklist that I created in August. If you want to know more about that checklist, listen to episode BTS043. For the sake of clarity, the revisions I made didn't affect every chapter, but they were a few in terms of plot and characterization, only eight chapters needed rewrites. I believe this is due to my extensive pre-planning and outlining phase. During this early stage, I mapped out the events leading up to the crime, including the villain and the victim's timelines, motivations for all subjects, and what they were lying and being honest about in the interviews. Those tasks made a huge difference to the revision phase. While I was panicking in August, I had contemplated hiring another 
another beta reader, the one that read missing before I wrote the second edition. But I think I'm just stalling and putting off the inevitable, which is pressing publish. There's a real fear building up within me as I step closer to the finish line. It's a fear that I didn't have before missing. A part of me misses that naive, enthusiastic writer. After my one-pass revision ended, I dive straight into performing line edits using Grammarly and ProWriting Aid. The line edit took eight hours and I completed it in three sittings. But I had to take breaks and devote time to La Villain book covers, but more on that later. Quite recently, I reached the point where I had completed a self-line edit. After that, I opened my manuscript in Authors AI and Autocrit and I felt overwhelmed. The sheer thought of doing another round of revisions made me want to gouge my eyes out with a spoon. I know, I'm a little overdramatic. At this point, I needed someone to tell me what is wrong with my manuscript on a sentence level, so I submitted my manuscript to my editor. A few hours later, I got a response from the company saying that I've been scheduled with a different editor to missing on a specific date. This response was strange because on the website, the editor for missing is listed as available. I replied and I asked if I could stick to the same editor as last time, but naturally, I had to wait a few days for a response. Eventually, I received the good news that I was now in the queue to work with the same editor as missing. If you've heard something useful in this episode that was helpful to you and you'd like to support the show, then buy me a coffee for as little as two US dollars at buymeacoffee.com forward slash author Hay. While I waited for the first round of line edits for the candidate to be completed, I decided to continue working on my other writing projects. I wrote and edited the next two scenes in Entitled to Murder and rewrote scene 53 in Duplicity, which is the second book in the James Alon series. And I also used this time to catch up on my podcasting tasks. On top of all of this, I made several attempts to contact Frostbite Publishing to hire a beta reader. Frostbite Publishing was the company I went to to create this second edition of Missing. But after getting zero response back, I turned to Fiverr and hired a beta reader that I never worked with before. Insecurity prompted me to hire this beta reader, so it eventually got to me. I couldn't resist. Right now, I'm so worried that I've written a terrible book. Fingers crossed I get helpful feedback on plot, characterization, and pacing. Even though I got really good feedback, very positive feedback from that second beta reader, I'm still feeling insecure. Like, that's how irrational my insecurity is. Like I've gotten positive feedback and I still, I'm still worried. On the last day of September, I received the first round of online edits from my editor. That same day, I went through and accepted all of the track changes. Those changes were the more straightforward changes to implement. Think commas, grammatical errors, and over usage of words. Anything that needed a little more thought, I skipped over with the plan to tackle these on another day. After this, I went through the manuscript page by page and started working on the edits that required more of my time. After this, I went through the manuscript page by page and started working on the edits that required more of my time. In total, I spent four hours working through the line edits and I've still have pages left to edit. So I'm only on page 16 as of the 30th of September. <music> 
During September, I created three pre-made cozy mystery trilogy covers. That's nine separate covers in all. Each set had a different theme. I created a small town themed, think modern day Miss Marple. After that trilogy was sold, I realized that I should create more covers for my store because the options were starting to get a little low. Next, I created a paranormal or witch themed cozy mystery trilogy just in time for Halloween. The next day, I created a cottage garden themed cozy mystery trilogy. And now for the good news. As I shared earlier, I sold the set of three small town cozy mystery covers in ebook and paperback. The morning I sold those covers, I started a 20% off end of summer sale on Etsy and my website. This sale lasted until September 22nd. After that sale, I realized that La Villain Book Covers was now making a tiny profit. Of course, it's double digits, but I'm no longer in the red. When I say I'm making a profit, I'm considering all the costs in setting up my business including web hosting, plugins, stock images, Etsy fees, Stripe fees and other expenses. In order to achieve this I had to sell two sets of pre-made covers and two logo designs. So why all of this detail? I didn't want to give the vanity metrics saying that I made close to £500 in sales but negating to state that my expenses were a little under £400 is dishonest. No matter how you frame it, deliberately leaving out vital information is dishonest and the key word here is deliberate. Even as I'm saying this, I'm wondering if I included the cost of my domain name in the startup expenses for the villain book covers. But that's not deliberate, it's an oversight. You get after working in finance for a little over 11 years, this is the one thing that bothers me about the indie author community is sharing vanity metrics. But I'm climbing back off my soapbox now. So that's all of the tasks I completed in terms of writing, book marketing and email marketing. By the end of October, I want to be finished with the professional line editing process and be ready to publish the candidates. The next episode of this podcast will be a bonus episode where I interview Michael Brent Collings and we discuss how he writes his novels. If you have any questions or have tips on book marketing that you'd love to share with me, please come over to the blog post and share your thoughts in the comments section. Thank you for listening and happy reading and writing, everybody. Thank you for listening to Amelia's Behind the Scenes Author Diary. You can find the episode show notes, back catalogue episodes and lots more information at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash podcast. I'm your host Amelia and I'll see you in the next Behind the Scenes Author Diary episode.